what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the podcast inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music, fueling their desire to connect and feel accepted. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is our final episode of February 2023. And my god this one we go deep into some song meanings and we really open up the conversation around a couple of great ideas here with the band empire oh boy this is a good one before we jump into that though i want to thank our sponsor which is phoenix fitness you guys know i love jumping into mosh pits and that's one thing that just absolutely derives so much energy for myself so much happiness much like podcasting so i gotta say what i call Mosh Pit Fit. So what's Mosh Pit Fit? Man, I go to the gym all the time. I'm in there for a couple hours usually, and I'm doing a lot of weightlifting, a lot of cardio to make sure that I can take the hits, I can deliver the hits, but also I can go from beginning to end and not stop. That's what I call Mosh Pit Fit. And you might have some different fitness goals as well, or you might want to get Mosh Pit Fit as well. So that's a great way to do it. You know, go gym, work out. But one of the most important things you have to do is prepare and recover right because you don't want to, you know, not do that correctly and then burn out too easily or feel too sore. You want to make sure you're preparing and recovering your body right so you can stay in the optimal mosh pit fit zone. So how do you do that? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many different supplements in order to help achieve those fitness goals and stay mosh pit fit. They have different pre-workouts, both stim and stim free. I use their stim free stuff because, guys, this is my energy level normally. Can you imagine me on like 250 milligrams of caffeine and be like, what? So I use their stim-free stuff. They have different types of B-cellular recovery compounds to help your muscles absorb the nutrients directly after workout. Creatine stuff, you build muscles. Different types of protein, including collagen protein, plant-based protein, and whey protein. I use their whey chocolate malt flavor because, man, that's just some good stuff. Multivitamins, and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers to the Core Progression Podcast on YouTube, you guys get a good deal if you want to help get Mosh Pit Fit to prepare and recover right you can go to fnxfit.com and use the code cpp20 to get 20 percent off your entire order remember mosh pit fit cpp20 fnx fitness fnxfit.com link description to the podcast are you guys ready now to go for your feature presentation with empire let's go yeah well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. The three main genres or subgenres I've always liked to listen to are hard rock, punk rock, and metalcore. If you've been watching the podcast or listening to it, you've known that by now. And this one definitely fits in that first third of the categories with hard rock. If you like bands like Soundgarden, Alter Bridge, Muse, you are definitely in the right spot right now. Coming from the UK, this band is releasing their brand new album, Relentless, at the end of March, on March 31st. But before that happens, and we get a chance to get you into the album, get you into the band, so let's have make it happen. So please, please, please welcome Henrik from the band Empire to the Podcast. So Henrik, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you very much. How you doing, dude? I am doing a-okay. I mean, pot, on a podcast with you, this is pretty much the thing I was looking forward to the most throughout the day. So, yeah, I'm all jacked up. How are you today? I'm all good, yeah. We've been practicing. We've been doing rehearsal for the last few hours. It just comes straight off the back of that. And uh, that was good, preparing for our first gigs of the year. And uh, now happy to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for being on, man. So you guys are already practicing up, getting ready to go, making sure that you guys are rehearsed up so that when you go out and play these first couple of shows for the year with everything that's going to be coming off of Relentless as well, you guys are sounding tight, solid, and everything in between? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, so we normally do one, two practices a week, depending on what's what's going on. So it's been a kind of slow start to the year in terms of gigs, because mainly because we've been focusing so much on on the new album coming out. Uh, so today, our normal our normal day is uh, one day a week will be definitely core practice day, and that was that was today. So we were just running our, our our set. So we got a you know gig coming up. So we'll run run the set, go and uh, we're actually breaking down one particular song from the new album, Cry Wolf, today to just to try and make sure it's as good as it can be live we played it a few times live before but we would could listen back and thought ah, we can do this better there's some there's some little tweaks so we analyzed like the recorded version analyzed how we want it to sound analyzed how we were playing it and then work out what we do from from there to actually try and make it as good as it can be See, no, that makes a lot of sense, especially with a brand, like, again, it's like going to be a brand new song coming off of the album. Even though you guys may have played it live a couple of times, you're constantly going and reworking it for a live setting so that when you're playing it, yes, it sounds as close as it can to the recorded version so people understand exactly what song it is. They can connect with it the way they connected to it when they listen to it, you know, in their car, in the gym, at home, wherever they are. But in a live setting, it's kind of like you get a little bit of a different feel to it. And then you guys are providing the proper energy that you guys are looking for to really put this song out there so everyone in the crowd can just start to really get into it and have this whole entire different, like, transcendent experience. And they listen to Cry Wolf compared to when they listen to it by, them, by their own selves, at home, in the gym, in their car, and just really connect with you guys in a much better way, much deeper way, so that when they go to work the next day, they're talking about, Hey, you guys need to hear this. I went to go see a band called Empire, one of my favorite bands, and they played the song Cried Wolf, and I love the record version, but live, it just, it just, it hit me somehow, man. It hit me somewhere deep. That's, uh, well, that's what we're, we're aiming for. That's certainly, that's certainly it. And it's always going to vary, live versus, uh, you know, what whatever your preferred format is whether that's you know streaming or cd or vinyl or whatever it's always gonna it's always gonna vary i mean i quite like trying to get as close to the recorded version as, as possible but songs also develop and a lot of these songs we didn't even have the opportunity properly to gig test before we we recorded them so um and sometimes when we when we're listening back to it we're working off pretty dodgy copies of uh, you know audio that's not coming straight out the mixing desk it's coming off a gopro or something so we're trying to pick out did that sound right i mean we're relying on were the levels right on the day how was everybody playing were we too fast were we too slow were we just too into it so we're like speeding ahead because we don't play to click for most of the most of the songs uh, we try to keep it sort of free form and, and let that let that feeling go. Um, but yeah, it's that thing of trying to make it as good as it can be. It's a tricky one, but hopefully, and that's the that's the you know the importance of breaking down the songs, analyzing them, and and seeing what you can do with them. There's always room for improvement, I reckon. Oh, there always is going to be room for improvement. But one of the things that you guys really take a look into, especially when you're going through this process and trying to make sure you're maximizing on that live setting is when people come and see you live, 
it's they're going to experience the music in a completely different way compared to when you're listening to it, you know, in the car, again, in the car, in the gym, wherever you might be listening to. Because I was just at a live show, you know, the night before we recorded this. And it's always a lot different when you're in that crowd and you're feeding off the energy of that crowd. If everyone is into it, everyone's banging their heads. Or if you're like me, everyone's jumping to the mosh pit, throwing each other around and have an absolute blast. It always ends up amping up the live setting. And from the band standpoint, if the song is completely going towards that same vibe, wherever the crowd energy is, and you guys are working alongside to maximize on that response, those are the to- those are the moments in those concerts where that just stick out in our heads as fans as the moments we always recall, the moments we go back to when we think about those shows, or when people ask us, what was your favorite show of the year, or one of your favorite shows of all time, they go back to those moments because they remember exactly how they impacted them, and it could be something where you're just making some small tweaks to these songs so that they sound as close to the recorded version as possible, but they come out in the live setting in such a much more powerful way where you are evoking those responses. Yeah, and we want people to walk away from the show and and go, that was memorable, and then be talking about it the next day and all those things. And you you always got a feeling on stage of how it's going, how that crowd interaction's going. Are they getting it? I mean, we we're quite a reserved band, but that's part of our vibe. That's part of the branding. Um, to the extent that you know, we've got some jokey rules there. You know that that one is at an Empire gig. There's no singing. There's no clapping. There's no looking like you're having a good time. But that's just us kind of taking the mickey out of out of ourselves and the sort of serious nature that we project when we're when we're playing. Whereas, of course, what we're really trying to do is I'd try to describe it as we're trying to make you cry because a lot of the stuff that we do is kind of emotional content and trying to make that connection. So whilst we don't often have the kind of mosh pit vibe as much as it's uh, quite a lot of it is hard rock it doesn't quite get to the stage where it's sort of mosh worthy um but that connection uh, it's like trying to create an atmosphere in the room so we're used to seeing the people standing there kind of just staring at us we don't get necessarily the um the feedback of like the horns in the air uh you get a bit of head not head banging, but more head bobbing. And uh, what I'm looking for is I'm actually looking for people who are looking at upset. <laughs> if they're looking upset and not in an angry way, then we, then then we know that we're kind of like we're hitting the emotional vibe in a good way. Yeah, and again, that's something that after listening through Reckless and Re- Relentless, I should say, and really going through, I said Reckless, my God, okay, could have had a V8 <laughs> moment, but didn't today. That's on me. But going through Relentless and really taking a deep dive into it and listening to the music, I totally understand where you're coming from at that point, too. When listening to what you guys bring to the table, it does air on the side of hard rock very much so. But when you're listening to it, even when I was listening to it, I was getting some of those, you know, emotions where I'm sitting there at my desk, I'm working on stuff, listening to it, and I'm starting to get this a little bit more drawn back reserve feel. Not that I'm like, you know, lordy or upset, but it's just, it's evoking this emotional response for me to think and contemplate and really get a further understanding of what is going on, not only with myself, but also what's going on in the moment at the exact same time as well. So I totally get where you're coming from, where you're, if you're seeing people that look a little bit more, you know, 
at the same time your live shows maybe down but not angry it's the emotion you're trying to evoke is really creating something that's more powerful and they're really people are really picking up on it because when i looked at like you know for the for fans of it i saw like soundgard alter bridge and muse alter bridge was the one especially looking through i'm like this is where i can really see a lot of parallels here after seeing alter bridge live because i mean they've got some heavier stuff as well but it's not really full mosh pit worthy but the emotional response is to also feel something similar like that or just stare at Mark Tremonti trying to play guitar because it's like people play guitar and then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alter Bridge, I think, whilst, as you said, some of us, it's kind of hard rock, those kind of tracks like In Loving Memory and um, Watch Over You, those those Alter Bridge tracks that are that bit, bit softer when um, they kind of, not necessarily break break it down because sometimes when they do the live shows they're kind of more acoustic they do those like more acoustically or even miles will do what show you on his own or that that kind of stuff but we're aiming aiming for that kind of the chills factor maybe that's the best way of putting it to get you know the the hairs on the back of your neck standing up uh goosebumps whatever you want to call them that's the kind of vibe we're going for not in every single song because if you um like relentless the opening track the title track whilst it has a little acoustic-y intro then it's a it's a pure hard rock track mm -hmm. isn't it it's um we're not really aiming for the chills in that one but then stuff like waking light and it gets a bit more upbeat and a little bit more atmospheric and parasites another one of our singles that's um that kind of starts off darkly angelic and i'd like to think that some of that might hit the the chills vibe and then it goes into probably our you know the heaviest thing on the whole album of the chorus of that which is which is you know virgin on metal pretty much the the chorus of that so yeah we like to mix it up um take them on a bit of a journey no absolutely and i'm kind of looking through my notes on some of these songs as well like parasite what you said when it kind of has a little bit more of that you know kind of darker opening to it i kind of felt like you know it's kind of felt like it was inspired by like some of those like gregorian chant style music where it just really has that feel that you know evoke that motion of chills of getting those hairs to just stand up on the back of your neck and get ready for something that's going to be potential grand and it's just absolutely huge especially when you like break showing like emotion of change throughout that whole entire song as well just with the heavier side of it and for me, of course, I'm going to be more partial to the heavier songs because that's just kind of my style. So, of course, those first three that you mentioned, Parasites, Waking Light, and, of course, Relentless, those three were some songs that I really resonated towards based off of that. But I'm not discounting some of the ones that really evoke a little bit more of that drawn back reserve style that also are going to have those chills come through, like, you know, flow through your skin, flow through your veins, have those goosebumps pop up on you because it's a complete, it's a, it's a, it's a different way to, hit that emotion because you're hitting it in less of a impactful way like this, but it's like you're seeping your sound into people and the emotions being brought out of them that way. Yeah. We're trying to envelop people in, uh, in a vibe and an atmosphere and, um, and yeah, just create that in the room, whether that's, you know, like a, a, a big room or, or a small room, whatever that space is and however many people are in there, then that's what we're, we're trying to do um and i think uh you know I, this is maybe a feeling of intensity is is a good way of of describing it and that's not always like the hard rock or metal intensity but more that intensity of emotion no matter what the vibe of the of, of the song is 
to kind of just keep people engaged. That's that's another part of the aim, Ronnie. Yeah, and take a look at some other bands too, in the, like around the music scene right now that are starting to pop. I mean, we use Dayseeker as an example where they're not the heaviest band, but it's just the way they write their songs. It's the emotion that just comes out of people. It comes outpouring through them from a different standpoint than kind of the heavy impact of more other bands in that scene. It just really speaks to the volumes of how that songwriting can just break, like bring that intensity, but also in a completely different way where it's an intensity of emotion. It's not an intensity of, it's 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 different but in the same kind of time frame it's intensity that is needed to again evoke the emotion evoke the responses because when we listen to music we're listening to music and it's really ends up you know contemplating hitting on so many different emotions that are inside of us so that we start to listen to these songs we pick up on the vibes and we pick up on the sounds we pick up on the connotations of emotions that are around them and then we figure out what those songs kind of mean to us and then when we look at it we talk to if you talk to artists it's like for myself, I feel like at the meaning of a song, I typically kind of have a very close relation to it than maybe like the original of the original meaning, but there's always going to be a difference there. And that difference always comes from the core emotion that we all feel in the song is very similar, but it all branches off because as we listen to the song, as we feel it, we take parts from ourselves, we take parts from our lives and inject them into the song, inject them into the story, inject them into the message. And then we're able to better relate to them based off of personal experience. And it hits so much more impactfully through our emotions where that's when you really get those chills, those goosebumps, and really get those profound moments, especially if you have them in a live setting. If it's in a live setting, you get to feed off the energy of everyone else having the exact same kind of a moment. That's just magical. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. And and to branch off from what you were saying, yeah, that, that kind of um, people taking your song and um, just attributing it to, to something in in their life. I mean, we've never, we're happy to talk about what our songs mean, but if it means something else to someone else, that's all cool with us. However you interpret it uh, is absolutely fine. Whether I tell you it's about that thing or, or whether, you know, it's something completely different. I think that reinterpretation from a, per, from a person's personal perspective that's hard to say, is is a really interesting um, way of looking at it and could be a way of looking at a, a song in a new light from what someone else gets out of it. Even if it's just a line, it doesn't have to be appropriate for the whole song. So uh, I'm always interested to hear what people think about the, the songs and, and the lyrics and what it means to them. Because some of the stuff from, from Self-Aware, our first electric album, uh, there's a song called Stone, and there's there's a couple of lines like "Feed the worst in me, feel the hurt I feel" from the chorus, and um, that for some reason that's really resonated with a lot of people over time. You know, people have had it tattooed on them, and uh, we, we wrote that about uh, we wrote that about True Detective, the first series, and and Russ Cole, Matthew McConaughey's character. In that, that's what it was. That's what it was based on. Just like we were, it was kind of an ode. We really liked his, his, uh, his stance <laughs> on life in a in a humorous way, as well as a kind of like, wow, this is cynical. This is this is cynical even by our standards. So kind of like, <laughs> you, know, we thought, you know, how could we build him into this um, deep dark character from a musical perspective? But of course, then there are a load of people who have no idea that that is what the song is about 
Um, and it's just really interesting to, to see what they latch onto. And I mean, even for yourself as well, there's probably plenty of songs, not the ones that you've written, but the ones that you've enjoyed from when you were a kid to being an adult, just everywhere in between that you've connected with where the meanings of those songs are completely different to what you think it is, but it's because you hit on a, on a certain emotional connection. It just really resonates within yourself. And who knows, maybe you have some lyrics tattooed on you from somebody else. Honest, honestly, it could be anything, but we all have those songs. We all have those moments. And even for myself too, again, I love deep diving into some of these ideas, into some of these songs. And for me, because one of the ones that really stuck out to me on this album was Forget Me. That was one that when I listened to it, it the mean of it and the way that sounded, it just hit on such a different wavelength when I was going through it where, because I always looked at these, I'm like, okay, which ones that I have highlighted is like, okay, these are the songs that really hit me. Even for a song that has a little bit more of that, more drawn back feels not as heavy hard rock as you would as, as someone like myself I would expect to really enjoy but I can get into some of that stuff too especially when you get the hair to raise up on your arms the chills to go down your spine and just this feeling of whoa that was forget me for me well uh, thank you very much uh that is a song that we we're we're really very very proud of and um it is it is probably the most emotional song on the album and it and it's meant to be that way there's God, there's a, there's a lot I could talk about with that with that song. Um, I, I sat down to write it, and I wanted to write the saddest song I possibly could in that moment. That was the aim, um, and uh, I was kind of just just thinking about. So I went back through some of the guitar pieces I'd, I'd written, sort of just stuff that I'd done over over kind of couple of years, um, and found something that I quite liked. I knew I wanted it to start acoustic and then I, I had to adjust it and I started sort of mumbling a melody over the top of it um so the first line of that song is I'll start with goodbye and that's basically what this mumbling of a melody came out with so I was okay well how what what could that be where's that come from why why have I started with that um and really the concept of the song is pretty dark um it's actually about a, a guy who makes a, a conscious in theory, logical and through reasoning decision that he wants to end his life um, because he's better off not being alive than being alive. The idea of that was um, did our lead guitarist told me one time about a book by a guy called David Benatar, I think his name is. Um, and I can't remember whether he's a kind of a philosopher or a psychologist, but the idea, he wrote a book, I think it's called better to have never have been or better to have never been born. And the idea is that you can't experience life without experiencing pain. So therefore, it's arguable that you could be better off never having been born, uh, which is an interesting concept. Uh, and I thought, well, that's an interesting one to, to play with. And whatever your views on suicide are and whether you think it should be illegal or whether you think people should be able to do that if they want to or people should have the right to choose or all those i thought what if it didn't come from a place really of mental health for once which is of course worthwhile talking about but if it came from a guy who had just weighed up the pros and cons of life and went well the best years are really behind me i'm kind of done with this and i'm not even talking about like someone who's who's old 
and and really most of their life is behind them. I'm talking about someone who's perhaps just middle aged and has gone. That's that's enough for me. I'm I'm done with this. And it, I so I start with goodbye. So I kind of went well. I didn't want to jump straight into that. So I went with a kind of story of them. I just pictured someone turning up at a friend or a mentor's house, perhaps someone they hadn't seen for a few years, that they had to tell so that no one thought differently when they went, then um, they'd explained what they were doing, why they were doing it, and then they went off and did it. So it's actually, that's one part of the song. I also wanted to um, kind of make it in two parts. So the, the chorus is actually singing as if that person's already killed themselves. And then the verses are them talking about that leading up to it. Uh, but it's also meant to be kind of oddly uplifting, hence the massive mm. outro, which is meant to be kind of positive and um, a celebration. I put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 odd, and I guess that it will also, when people find out about it, might make some people a little bit uncomfortable what it's about. But I did set out to write the saddest song I possibly could. <laughs> I mean, that is something that is very in-depth and powerful to when it comes to writing the saddest song you possibly could. And when it comes to the song and the record, I mean, that's the one I had highlighted in yellow as the one that hit me the most. So first off, if you're looking to write the saddest song on the record that's going to have that most impactful sound, you definitely hit on it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. But like, even when I was going through it as well, one I didn't take it from that note. I took it from the note of... I, I tend to always end up for some reason going back towards like relationships with this kind of stuff. That's just where my mind goes with it. And I was thinking about someone breaking off a relationship because of different, like just going through taking a look again, weighing the pros and cons of what things are going well, what things are not going well, what joys are being brought to this, what pain have I brought to the other person outweighing that and at this point seeing that the cons so heavily outweigh the pros that you might love that person very very much but at that point you have to love them enough to let them go and essentially become a distant memory if a memory at all in their lives and that person might fight tooth and nail and be like no 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 it's like let's work this out let's work this out and then you kind of like back away from it and it's just like no you know what this will be better and in the end you're bet you're better off because now you're living a life that has you know you're not you may be not having that pain more, not causing that pain. The other person isn't experiencing that as well and has the ability to experience the most amount of joy in their lives. So potentially, you know, something that might be very important and impactful in your life, loving it enough to let it go and just to let it be kind of lost to the, uh, lost to the, lost to the wind, basically it could be the most powerful thing in the world, but going to where you were going with it. I mean, that's just a different kind of concept as well. But I do enjoy the fact that you really dove into that on this song and really took a little bit of a different look at it because over time, there are plenty of people that have those kinds of thoughts that think, you know, maybe life would be better off if I wasn't here. I actually was one of those people back in 2017. I had some of those tendencies as well and attempted actually, was it four times? I want to say it was something like that, but Taking a look at it from that standpoint, it's when you have, if you're of, you know, full body, full sound, full, like sound body and mind kind of stuff, if you're able to weigh, outweigh, you know, the pros and cons, maybe you, maybe it brings up the idea, maybe if you should, maybe you shouldn't, who knows, but it brings up the idea of what are the emotions around that kind of a decision, especially if you're the one that's going to make the decision. It's nothing seems to be wrong, but 
you know, if this is just what you want in life, but at the same time too, it opens up the conversation, opens up people's emotions to really understand what their thoughts are on the subject, what they feel about the subject and really dive deep into who they are inside themselves at their core. It's something that, yes, like you said, it might make some people uncomfortable when they find out what it actually means, but it's that sort of uncomfortability that allows this type of conversation to be open, allows this ability for us to explore what we think in ourselves to be open and to learn more about, you know, who we are as people, who we are as humans as a whole, and just, you know, where our morals and where our ideas certainly lie. Yeah, and I I think some people will, I mean, it may ruin the song for some people, but I don't think it should be a taboo subject. I think why 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 should it be something that that shouldn't be uh, discussed and from a, a different a different standpoint? But it is interesting of what what you latched onto and how you saw the song and, and what it's about. And um, yeah, I guess it will cause some debate when people find out what it what it is about from our perspective as a as a band. But as I said. Why not take it from a different perspective? And I'm always interested to know how you could twist or turn it, or even the turn of phrase, how in a particular line, and attribute that, or just go, well, it could mean this, or it could mean that, and it could be about a relationship, or it could be about this this guy and that story. It's um, I don't know. I think a I think a, a discussion over a song and what it means or what it could mean um, is no different to discussing uh, that on a, on a poem or a book um, and interesting to get lots of different viewpoints. Because if it, I mean, think about poem and a book as well. It's, those are different types of art that we consume as humans. Poems, we consume their themes. Books, we consume their stories. We consume their, again, we, we, we consume their, you know, emotions. Songs, we consume the sounds. We consume how they sonically impact us. And when we come to find out, you know, what's at the core of that meaning, whether it's what the poem is talking about, what this book is trying to portray, what the song is trying to make you feel through your sense of, of, of sound and your sense of just, you know, sometimes even sense of touch as well, when you can actually feel how that song is impacting you, especially in a live setting too, it's just something completely different. But it opens up the possibility for us to actually explore different ideas, explore different minds, explore how these topics really make us feel in terms of what we think about the world, what we think about certain topics, seeing things from other perspectives, because what happens if, you know, you do, you know, run into someone in life that just says, you know, I've just had enough of this. I've lived a great life and I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just done. I mean, what it brings up the idea of when, if you're, if you are in that situation or if someone comes up to you is that is in that situation, what would your response be? What would you, what would, what would your response, how would you take this? It brings up that kind of an idea and that kind of a concept, but it also makes you think about the concept of this as a whole from the human condition. And it's just something that I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it just really makes you have to be open to, you know, the con like what the subject is, taking out the tabooness of it, and really being open to the idea of may other people have different perspectives on some of these things. Other people have gone through different things, other people's minds work in a different manner maybe there's something here that we can learn from in terms of find out what other people think. Maybe the thought that we had might not fully be correct 
because it might be the only one we're thinking of in terms of that subject. Yeah, I, it's just it, it's it, it's the viewpoint thing, isn't it? It's um, I think there's always something to learn in terms of uh, that and how someone else might feel about uh, that subject or or another one. So um, I guess all the better for us if it's a thought provoking song. Um, and of course, there's some value in 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 debate. If you've got a song that people want to debate over, and whether it's uh, uh, the meaning or whether it's you know something that might make some people uncomfortable. I mean, it's it, 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 you kind of get that in some areas of well, loads of things, film as well as as we discussed, poems and books, and I mean, even the sort of as a band, we quite like dark comedy. So, I mean, uh, you know, guy, I don't know if you know, but like guys like Jim Jeffries and that sort of stuff. And um, it, nothing in particular offends us. And we're happy to talk about anything or conceivably laugh at anything. And, and but not necessarily, you know, making light of a situation, but they're two different, two different things. So we're not really afraid to broach those topics and then and then discuss them afterwards and uh well yeah we're, we're as i said we're always interested to hear other people's opinion on uh, on whatever we've written uh and the lyrical content of that yeah and for forget me specifically it's kind of hearing exactly what it's about it does take me back a little bit as like you know the core emotion of end of, of an ultimate end to something is gonna be there but of course, you wrote it from a di one perspective. When I was listening, I took it from a different perspective. But it allows, again, for those conversations to be open, for those feelings to be felt, for those emotions to really run through us and those thoughts to run through us so that we can get a better understanding of these things. It opens up the ability for that conversation to happen alongside our peers, but also within ourselves, which is something that is really cool. Plus, another thing to think about, too, is think about, again, books, movies, poems, the ones that really hammer down on some of these themes that maybe a little bit uncomfortable, maybe a little bit controversial is because the overall thought process opens up a different perspective. Those are the ones that a lot of us tend to remember because it does if it does start up some of those conversations. It does get us thinking about certain things and it ends up impacting us in a certain way in life where now either we can take a look from a different perspective, see which ones we're kind of seeing a little bit more of, understand one perspective, and maybe have a have a respect for it while also whatever our perspective is still being you know okay this is my perspective however i understand where you come from i have the respect for that idea that you're having even if you disagree it's about also creating that idea of respecting others opinions at the same time yeah there's the, the i mean wrong and right in that area is you know it's blurred isn't it it's a it's a gray area so um uh yeah, everybody's everybody's different, and um, we don't want. Um, it, it is, as I said, it's meant to be. Uh, try to write the saddest song ever, but it's not. It's not really meant to make people feel uh, down. If anything, it's kind of the opposite because this is not someone who is asking, "Oh, be sad about me when I'm gone." They're actually saying, "It didn't really work out, so just don't worry about it." Forget. Really, kind of casual. <laughs> like stupidly casual over o over life and uh, is not coming at it from that that direction so uh yeah different spin 
is uh yeah it's the best way i can put that i reckon yeah or it kind of looks at one of those phrases of don't be sad it's over be happy that it happened it's don't be sad that it's over you know we had a great time while we were here it's that or with, or with that person we had a great time when we were here you know focusing yeah, on got the, the good best times. out of it got yeah. the best out of it for the for the time that was was there and then uh, you know done thank thanks very much just letting you know i'm all cool but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like you know what this is awesome guys i'm out of here peace yeah basically <laughs> basically that yeah. it's 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 the saddest song in and to sum it up in the most weird way that also fits it <laughs> i'm out of here guys i'll see you later peace <laughs> yeah. yeah basically I'll say one of the other songs that really ended up striking something in, in me was uh, Waking Light. That was another one when I listened to it. I just kind of got taken aback by it. Just the way you guys constructed that song was something that, man, I think like I, I was looking up a couple of different tracks at the same time too. I'm like, where have I felt something like this before? Not heard something like this, but felt something like this before. This one took me like an hour to kind of track down <laughs> to figure right. out my thoughts on it. But man, was this one fun uh what did i'm interested so what yeah what did uh, what did you come up with did you did you look for stuff that were that it's like or did you try and find or were you just kind of listening to it a few times and sort of analyzing it or what kind of approach were you taking there so the approach i took on this one was i was listening through it and i was picking up on different emotional cues and emotional tones in the way that the the song was produced the way that the song is being uh shown and then I was kind of thinking about those emotions and thinking about those, just what I was feeling at that point in time. And for then kind of going back and seeing, wait a minute, I've felt this emotion before listening to a song and I kind of remember what the song was, but I don't exactly have it on top of my head. So it went from like trying to figure out, okay, not necessarily where have I heard this, but where have I felt this before? So after analyzing and really getting my ideas and thoughts on where the song was making me, you know, what emotions were coming through me at the time, where those goosebumps were coming in, where the hair was raised on my arms on the back of my neck, where would where did have I felt that before? So going through here, I was like, this is something that is really, really interesting to me. And it took about an hour and I kind of finally picked up on it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. No, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to worry about like, I am always going to be stuck when I listen to waking light what was i feeling about that one i finally got it you know figured out <laughs> well i mean waking light is a is a it's probably one of our most kind of upbeat maybe uplifting songs i would i would say as much as it starts off kind of slow and atmospheric the, the chorus is kind of um the most upbeat thing we, we've probably done and it's maybe a little bit more of a commercial sound it's a bit more muse like yeah. and that's for for a few reasons um so uh, it it sounds i think on the face of things as if it's a bit of a song about revolution again that's kind of like a bit like a muse type thing um but actually it's more about uh building a band and there is a play on the words in the in the final verse of it the the play on the word empire and building an empire so it's kind of about trying to build a band and make a I mean we're a relatively small band we're not that well known we're we're really only known within in the UK and we're just kind of spreading out um as far as we can we can get but so it's that sort of thing of trying to get people together in terms of I guess fans and 
us all going on a journey together, building empire. Um, so kind of building the band as a movement, but the song makes it sound like uh, a revolution or uh, in an arrogant way, as if we are the be all and end all and the light. <laughs> but yeah, That's not really what we're getting at, but um, there's also that element of humor at the end with the, yeah, build an empire and uh but it's spelled as a as an empire would normally be spelled as opposed to with a y like our name so. i mean that again I, I love the little uh note in there with the little just you know empire empire bit in there that was one thing that actually got me cracking up a little bit the one thing that i kind of picked up on this one was it was when you listen to the intro and then you go into the rest of the song once you get to the verses it's that intro starts out in a little bit of a much different way emotionally, which it kind of has a little bit of this deeper, kind of a little bit sometimes a potentially a darker feel to it. And this was the one where I spent maybe 45 minutes of that hour trying to figure out where have I felt something like this before and listening to the way that the guitar tone it flowed in this interesting pattern and this interesting feel of emotion that reminded me of the Marilyn Manson God's Gonna Cut You Down cover. Because it just hit on this deeper sense of revelation of something that is either maybe you want to see, maybe you don't want to see, who knows. But then all of a sudden, as the song goes in, you it does get a lot more grand. It does get a lot, it does get faster. Your vocals are much more melodic in contrast against what's going on in the back to really create this whole different kind of interesting juxtaposition that alludes to this feeling of like a revelation, of a, a grand revelation. Similar to kind of like building a band where it's, you know, you're building it and all of a sudden you're hitting on those different pieces and you're building empire and you get to that end point. It's like, now we have it. We we've done it. We've, we've built the band and now we get to go on and do what we need to do with it. It was kind of like this Billy almost this grand feel of you're realizing something about who you are in life and you feel that urgency to really understand it and shine that new light and feel it come through so that you're ready to roll in life. It was kind of that wake up moment from a potential at times, deeper darker emotion to of starting that revelation to all of a sudden holy shit we got this like i got this yeah it's the beginning is quite uh sort of melancholy Mm -hmm. but the the guitar line is meant to just give you a sense that it's going to turn epic at some point in this in this it's kind of i would like it a little bit soundtrack like the first opening intro it's kind of got that very simple melody that's just like rising and it's just to let you know that something big's coming when it kind of explodes in the in the chorus um so it's it is meant to be uplifting but i guess the story of the song is about trying to get like, come on, people, come with me. It's your opportunity. you got to do it now. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. If you kind of turn your back, then you never get to see the, the waking light or the revolution or the, the rise of a band. Or, you know, it's your one chance to jump in the car and, and take a ride and, and see where it takes you. That's, um, and I guess the chorus was, it's meant to be uplifted. It's also... Uh, it's also like us, not like us, it's sort of shouting, like, uh, and I don't mean in a sort of desperate way, but c- come on, don't resist, persist, which is what's the 
what the um, the line that like come on it, it, again it's just that encouragement of like we got to go and we got to go now and don't don't put it off move so i guess it creates that urgency and you've got these like 16th beats hi hats going over over the top of it to like really create that feeling of of movement so you go from something quite atmospheric the verse builds a little bit and then in the chorus explode which of course is a very traditional idea but i think this song goes from down to up down up and then down and then up just at the very end as well because the ending is a little bit like the intro but with a with a bunch of vocal over the top of it so fairly traditional but a little untraditional in another way absolutely but when you think about going you know starting down up down up i kind of think about like this when you describe you know kind of like getting the cards like you know get in we're doing this it's kind of like life coming up to you open the car door and say come on let's experience this stuff and there's a lot of times where, you know, as people where, you know, I ah, kind of resisting change, cautious. I just want to go with what I know with what's familiar. But if you're never going to actually move from a complete comfort zone level of I don't want to experience anything that might, you know, be a put me in an interesting position, put me in a peculiar position, maybe put me in a potential harm's way, you know, put in a riskier situation where there's a great reward, but there's potential for some risk there. It's kind of like, you know, those are some of the darker periods and that or the lower periods. You get in the car and you experience life. And sometimes, you know, life has those ups where things are going real well. You're experiencing everything that you want to experience and things are going great. But then all of a sudden it can dip again because that's just what life does. All of a sudden we might dip into something where times might not be the best. We've all gone through those times where life maybe felt like it was just kept kicking us while we were down. But those are the times where life can come back up again because maybe by putting yourself in that position, you have an opportunity to go out and try something or do something that you really want to do that you wouldn't have been able to do before had you not just like, again, when life pulls up and says, get in the car, we're doing this. If you didn't jump in, you might not be able to go down the path that you absolutely want to go down in life. It, It kind of brings that kind of up and down feel of, you know, even in those falls, we can learn so much about ourselves and we can see the different roads that we can go down, which can lead us right back up and sometimes even greater. And that's why ending it, kind of bringing it back up again makes so much sense because you want to end it where even with all those downs, you can still come up every single time. Yeah, it's about taking a risk, really. It, that's, uh, I think, in essence, you gotta you got to take a risk um, to make, make a change and... Uh, and the whole idea of the song is, you know, a change, a change for the the better, and however you interpret that. So, yeah, I mean, interesting what you say about yeah, the likening the life up and downs to the or a journey up and down in terms of the song up and downs, and uh, yeah, it is like that. It is. It's pretty much it. Because even I'm thinking about relating to myself right now, where it's you know, in life, if I take a look at the grand scheme of things. I had times where I was a kid, you know, things were going up, things were going good. Turned 10 years old, my parents switched me from one school to another, things went down, and then all of a sudden things started coming back up. 2017 hit, things went really, really down, and then out of that came literally what I'm doing right now, talking to you on a podcast. It literally came out of that, so kind of going through it, like you can experience all those ups and downs in life, but at the same time, if if you don't put, if you don't, you know, try some certain things out, it's life. We only get one shot at this. Why would you want to go and, you know, 
I always like, I was using a baseball reference. Life's too short to just try and go for a bunt single. No, hit a freaking home run if you can. You get one chance and why not go for it? You know, why not take that risk? Why not take that chance? Because you never know what might happen. You might, you might, you might, you might succeed. You might fail. But if you fail, at least you're not going to look back later in life and say, man, I wish I would have tried it. You're going to look back and think about the great times that you had, even if things don't work out as well as you may have hoped for. I mean, you're going to put yourself in a position to not only experience more of life, but get to know some more people that absolutely kind of, if you can, you know, feed off their energy, you can create great friendships with, create those like family-like bonds with, and just really create something to the point where you can look back in life at the end and just say, I lived life my way and it was awesome. Yeah. And, and, to, and to do that, you've got to push, you, you've got to, you've got to push yourself out of some of those downs and, and it's really only you that can do it. You know, that's the, uh, other people can motivate you, but it comes down to you making the decision whether you're going to try and turn that, that downward turn into a, into an upward trajectory. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, the song is, uh, a call to arms or but uh ultimately it's everybody's own choice as to whether you know they 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 follow along we're just shouting at them saying come on get on board <laughs> exactly and especially being in a band as well i mean you've probably you had to have experienced you know the ups and the downs that come through everything with that as well i mean especially with your first album coming out in 2019 and then of course you know the pandemic hitting in 2020 hitting the ups hitting the downs and really go, still working through those working through those you know good times those bad times understanding who you are as a person and figuring out that you have the resiliency and the persistence to keep going through the stuff so that you can experience everything you want to experience in life and again by the end of it you can look back and think about the times that you had not about the things that you wish you did yeah and uh, you know we try to make the the best of the pandemic at, at the time as you say that like, it was July 2019 when Self-Aware came out. And um, then when the pandemic hit and we went into lockdown in March 2020, we were just coming off um, our biggest gig ever. There's a, there's a radio station over here in the UK called Planet Rock. And they put on a couple of festivals every year. And it was our first opportunity to play for them on one of their main stages. And we got a really good response. And um, then they invited us back to do their their following festival. And of course, like two weeks after that, bang, everybody's in lockdown. So we were we were just we finally thought, oh yeah, now here's the here's the turning point. And then the that door is slammed closed in your face. Of course, at that stage, I remember thinking, ah, you know, we're booking up gigs for May and stuff. Be, oh, we'll be we'll be out by May. It'll be fine. We'll be we'll be gigging again. Nope. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't remember how long it was before. I think at one stage there was something like a, a nine month break between gigs. And we were quite lucky, I think, because we did manage to do the odd gig during the pandemic, some outdoor stuff. I don't know what the rules were like in the, in the US, but, um, you know, there was no way we were gigging inside until hmm, over a year. Uh, over a year after when it started that we could actually do anything inside and that had to be all seated and it was limited numbers and those sorts of things 
we, we were we were lucky in the respect of whilst we had that downward where door got slammed shut and look, everybody's in that boat at that stage mm. but coming off the back of our biggest gig ever but we had recorded an acoustic album in the run-up to christmas of 2019 which was for the most part what it was all reworkings of songs on on self-aware it's called the other side and we always liked the mtv unplugged vibe so we were kind of going along the, the basis of well, well we like we like doing that and um we'd been doing a few acoustic versions so we just thought okay what we'll do is um let's actually try and turn that into an album and uh took most of those songs went into a studio recorded most of the stuff there we also recorded some some bits like i think some bass and some piano bits here in in where i'm talking to you from in uh, in my music room um or empire hq as we call it and uh and we released that over the course of the the pandemic but that's that's not the same and live streaming was just we had to upskill to kind of like work out how we could live stream and i just refused to do it until we got it could get it to a level where the audio quality was was good enough at least to do with a home setup uh you know two vocals and two guitars or at least one vocal and two guitars and that took ages to do and I, it, it it was all right when it worked but it's i would much rather just have been able to go down to even if it was just a local pub <laughs> and plug in two guitars and play <laughs> rather than sit in my living room with did and we you know try and do that and we did some i did some solo stuff that was that was luckily i had the tracks from the acoustic stuff we'd just done and had the tracks from the old electric recording so set it all up and put in my in-ears and i'll do live guitar and live vocal i think that stuff's still on our youtube channel in fact so i called it the isolation sessions because it was just it was just me sitting there with backing, you know, like a, a bit of back, uh, not really backing tracks, but basically me starting off with a click, and then I would start and did guitar parts and Grant's bass parts would would join in with with what I was doing, um, and I try to make it as live as possible. But yeah, that slowed us down. That that slowed us down for for what and was it was down from that respect, but it was up from the fact that we wrote half of Relentless during that time and we were still able to release music we were able to gig on and off and um yeah it could have been a lot more it could have been a lot worse an impact on us it easily could have been a lot worse but just seeing what you guys were able to do and just continue to work on different things different ideas continue to write for relentless again getting like half the album done in that isolation period of time and not letting this full, you know, slam door shut in your face after your biggest gig ever at that point. And then, you know, everyone's locked down. Not letting that stop you. That's something that attests to, you know, life has those massive down periods. I mean, we all experienced that in 2020 in March, in March when all of a sudden everything got shut down and lives completely got upended because who, no one knew what the hell was going on. Because here in the U.S. it was... They really didn't allow many of those outdoor concerts just because they didn't want as many people gathering, even if you could socially distance. There were a couple of them, but not that many. And it was just, it, it, I remember one of them that happened over here in uh, about a town about maybe an hour just drive north of me, where it was like an outdoor show. Uh, Beartooth was the headliner, and I, I wanted to go, but 
prices were kind of high. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Plus, they're not going to have a demolition derby mosh pit, which is what I kind of wanted to do. So what you going to do on that one? But there, from people I know that went there, like there were a lot of people there having a blast. And again, it was just kind of all about we took a look at that time period. And that's a great example for everyone. Take a look at that time period. And it's, yeah, we couldn't do anything. But what was the response that a lot of us had? Especially like from anybody that's involved in music or even my, for myself from the podcast. Well, it wasn't, oh, darn, you know, this is taking us out and now we have nothing to do with. Okay, this is an obstacle we have to overcome. Looking at it as just one of those downturns that we have to find a way to turn back up and pick back up. And now you guys are releasing Relentless. You guys are going back out on the road. You guys are playing your first couple of shows of the year. Get ready to release the record. I mean, yeah, you guys definitely, you know, of course, the pandemic ended up hitting me on that low, but now guys picked it right back up and got out of it. But it's kind of what Relentless is about. And, and in terms of a, a song, in terms, uh, it, it visually, the lyrics kind of reference other people falling by the wayside. It's a song about kind of self, self-belief, the title track and, and forging forward when everyone else around you is is failing or flailing or just, you know, uh, struggling and, um, yeah, forging your own path, basically. And I guess we have a reasonable reputation for being relatively hardworking uh, and to try and keep things moving. So Relentless comes from from that. Um, hopefully, hopefully long may that continue. Hopefully it continues. And now let me ask you this. Now that we know we're looking into this, you guys are going to be playing your first couple shows of the year. Relentless comes out on March 31st. How are you going to make sure you guys stay relentless so that not only does this album have the best reception that it can get from the fans, from people that don't even know who you guys are yet, but when it comes to live settings like in live shows, what do you guys have planned for the rest of the year to make sure that you guys stay relentless and continue to have that feeling of you know self-belief that you guys can do this and are going to make it happen. Well, um, in terms of live perspective, we've got a few um, few headline shows coming up. So, uh, whereas previously we would have done like sort of tours and and some support slots, and I'm not saying we're not going to tour or we won't be having support slots um, because we've got a few festivals coming up in the summer. But uh, what we're starting with over some UK shows at least. So we've got a hometown show. That's how we're going to really like kick off the year properly. We've got a little warm-up show coming up, but we're going to do a um, a hometown hometown show and also a listening party. So there's a small cinema in Northampton where where we're from. Um, we've rented that out, and then fans can come down, listen to the album three weeks before release, and then come to a gig in the evening where we're going to play the whole of the album. Uh, but that is all before release. So without the opportunity to actually know all of the songs. And then about six weeks later, um, we've rented a place which is called KK Steel Mill. It's right in the center of um in the center of the UK, pretty much in, in Birmingham, in Wolverhampton. And that's like a small arena. Uh it's actually set up by one of the guys from Judas Priest. And it's a great, it's a, it's just a, a great place to to play. They've got it set out really nicely. So that's where we're going to do our, our album release show and party. Once everybody has had the opportunity to listen to the album, get to know the songs, we'll play the whole thing as well as the best of self aware, at least the best in our opinion. It may not be everybody's, everybody's <laughs> favorite tracks, but we'll see. 
So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. And then we've got another headline show up in May, which is going to be uh, our acoustic show. We do them a, a couple of times a year. So there's that. And then we've got an, another one coming up September. And then in, in the summer, we'll be doing some festivals, probably the biggest of which is one uh, one called Steelhouse. Got Blackstone Cherry headline in the night that we play. So, um, yeah, I'll be sticking around for that. And I think Airborne the night before. So, yeah, and they're still announcing acts. So there's some, yeah, th we've done that once before. And that was probably, um, that, that's probably now the biggest gig we've ever we've ever done, play at Steelhouse Festival. That's a great festival. So we're looking forward to that one. That's um, late July. So, yeah, we'll be out on the road. And hopefully we will also do some normal touring as well. But what we've tried to go for in the first half of this year is kind of quality over quantity. There's a lot of competition because we're still, whilst pandemic is pretty much almost forgotten about, whilst COVID is still around in the UK, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of gigs going on. There's a lot of tours going on. So what we try to do is kind of like put our our tent poles, just like significant gig, significant gig, significant gig. And we haven't done too many headline things before. So that's going to be interesting and exciting for us. Two things. One, you're definitely taking, you know, that bottom and making it, you know, upswing back to the top. Cause like seal house festival, again, you guys are going to be playing. That's probably gonna be your biggest gig to date. Like you just said. And I mean, from what you guys did right before the pandemic and then all of a sudden the door got slammed on you. Oh yeah. Now just take a look at what happened three years later. Yep. You guys are going to be even better than that. That it's it just kind of speaks to just, you know, the relentless mindset you guys have to continue to make sure that you guys are going to make this as successful as possible. But the other thing I got to ask is, if anyone out there is listening and has a good amount of money to help out, um, would you like to also, you know, buy me a plane ticket so we can go over <laughs> to the UK and we can go to that album release show? I mean, I I'm I'm in. I just don't have the full funds right now, but well, you want to make it happen? You need, to start, a happen. You need to start a crowdfunder there, Kevin. You need to, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> start, start a yeah crowdfunder Kickstarter campaign. Go fund me, why? Just just so we can go to that album release show in England. That that that's it. Just, worth, it'll it, be worth it. It'll be worth every penny. It'll be worth every penny. Just again, the the Kickstarter, the GoFundMe phone is just gonna be me. Like, I mean, who's not gonna want to, you know, maybe throw in a couple of bucks just to? Yeah. And then that means I get to no see you guys. Yeah, you'll, you'll hit your budget. It'll be fun. I'll I'll hit my budget somehow, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens because <laughs> it would be awesome to get over there for that show again. The monetary aspect is going to be an issue, but just to see you guys play live would definitely be something that would be incredible to really see how relentless everything is and experience those chills, experience the goosebumps, experience the hair stand up on the back of your neck when you guys play live. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll get over to the States at some point. It hasn't happened yet, um, but, you know, fingers crossed. We'll, the uh, we'll make yet. our way across the pond. To, the key uh, word being yet. Sorry, say that again. The key word being yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's not too far off. But there's so many things, so many places we want to play and so many uh, so many things we, we want to do. But yeah, of course, every band, every band wants to play in the States at, at, at some point and do a US tour. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I got you covered. Fingers crossed. I'll even do the thumbs. <laughs> Ah! all over the place but 
Henrik, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you as my guest a chance whatever you want say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you promote the other podcast. So Henrik, the floor is yours. Thanks. Guys, everybody listening, I hope you've uh, hope you enjoyed listening to the chat with Kev. And please come and check out our new album, Relentless. It's out on March the 31st. You can pre-order it and uh, it will be available in some record stores around the US, both limited edition stuff, vinyl. I think there is a small allocation going out there, but you can order it from the, the UK sites as well. So please come and find that if you not into physical product you can find us on the spotify and youtube youtube we've got a load of content on video you can actually see us and you can you can even check out those isolation sessions that i did back in lockdown all by myself if you want to like really dig into the treasure trove and there's interviews on that sort of stuff you can you can find us on facebook and instagram and twitter and uh, i think facebook is generally our, our social media home where you can find out most about us and lastly we've got a newsletter so if you head to uh, to our website www.empire that's e m p y r e .co.uk as we say in the UK or .co.uk then you can find all our socials you can find all links you'll find our music and um, all the information on on relentless so um, your support would be greatly appreciated and we hope to see you very soon that is very well said. Now it's time for this podcast with three things. Yes, my fingers are still crossed for you guys to come over to the U.S. I- I'm still doing it. So first off, Henrik just said where you guys can find them online in terms of their website, where you can sign up for the newsletter, where you can watch videos on YouTube, where you can stream their music when Relentless especially comes out on March 31st, or you can stream Self-Aware as well, where you can watch the isolation sessions and the fact that they're going to be playing shows throughout the UK and you never know when they're going to come over to the US or anywhere else. So you're going to want to follow along with them on all those platforms, you know, and listen, subscribe, all that stuff. But instead of having to look all that stuff up yourself and be like, do I remember it? And have to go back to the uh, podcast and be like, what did Henrik say exactly this was? Don't worry. I got you covered. Go to the description of the podcast and say, find Empire Online. There's going to be links for everything, the associate label, so you know what it entails. And you can just click on the link and then, boom, you can go subscribe their stuff, follow their stuff, watch the videos, go and pre-save Relentless. Or if it's out by the time you finally watch this podcast, which maybe you should have watched it beforehand or listened to it beforehand, but we're glad to have you on anyway, go and listen to it right then and there because you're going to want to, especially after the conversation we just had. Ooh, you're not going to want to miss out on it. So now it's time for number two. Yep, fingers still crossed on this one. So whenever I've guessed in the podcast, Henrik, that I enjoy having on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say, thank you for being on the podcast. And as a way for me to say, I would like to continue to support the band in the future. Every band I've ever had in this podcast has hit on this. And Henrik, yeah, there is no way you're not, you know, continuing the tradition on here. So the promise starts with when, because when implies this will happen. We just don't have a day or time yet. When I get to see you perform live with Empire for the first time, my promise to you is this, and I'm sorry I have to break the finger uh, cross thing for you guys going to do this so I can properly do this. First round's on me. Brilliant. <laughs> Perfect. We'll get the second in. It's, uh, it's fine. I'm sure it'll be the first and second of many. So, yeah. Absolutely. Just go back and forth, back and forth and have a blast with it. So Henrik, as we bring this podcast conclusion, I cannot in all good conscience end this by saying goodbye because that is way too final. I would love you back on the podcast in the future. And I made a promise to you guys. So I got to see you again at some point. So this is not goodbye. This is, I'll see you later.
See you later, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Well, folks, that was my interview with Henrik from the band Empire out of the United Kingdom. Once again, I want to thank Henrik. But before we close out this podcast, now it's time for Kevin's final thought. And when we got to talking about the song Forget Me, and when Henrik really dove into trying to make it, you know, the saddest song that he possibly could, and bringing up this idea of suicide around there, but by bringing it up in a way where it's from someone who is just kind of done doesn't really want to go on anymore and is like, you know what? I'm good with it. It opens up the conversation around suicide in a little bit of a different light. Of course, if you have experienced, you know, suicidal tendencies in the past, if you have been affected by it, I can, we can totally understand your opinion, where you're coming from, where this might be a little bit, you know, this is wrong. This isn't the case, but it's just something where we open up a different idea, different perspectives, because that's what great music does. It gets you to think, it gets you to feel, it gets you to really understand potentially some different perspectives. And I think that's really where they were trying to go from here is to understand those different perspectives. And even for myself as well, I looked at it as ending of a relationship where that's it. It's done. We're not going back there. We're going to completely forget that it ever happened, but it's going to be for the betterment of both parties in the end. So I took a little bit of a look at that in a different light, but again, I love the fact that it opens up the conversation around different ideas. There are so many times in life right now where, you know, you look at anything in the media, everything is so divisive. Media is uh, like your big box media, social media, everything is one way or the other way. And there's no like, there's no recourse or no discord discourse in between. Like there's no debate ever. There's no talking about it. it it's really ridiculous at the same point in time where you want to be open and accepting. But at the same time, if someone just has a different opinion than you or wants to bring a different like perspective to light, it's kind of like, ah, no, 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 no. This is what happens when you listen to music. Like, again, I, I was listening to forget me and it gave me those moments of chills. It gave me those moments of just incredible emotion around everything that was around there. But it hit in such a powerful way where not only do I got to understand certain things about myself, but can potentially understand a different perspective on some interesting topics as well. Now, is that take on it from the inspiration of the song right? Is it wrong? Who knows? It's what's the great thing about it. We can talk about it. We can debate it. And we can really find out not only who we are as people, but we can find out, you know, what we believe and we can find out exactly how other people think differently and still have that respect for each other's opinions, but at the same time, be able to discuss these things and be open to the possibility that our perspective might not be the right one. Um, again, I, I know some of you might be very, very, very intertwined and ingrained with the concept around it and might feel very differently than what we had talked about. And I totally understand that. That That is your take. That is your opinion. We love to hear from you around that. And we love to talk to you about it because it, it is something where I, I, I get it. Again, I get it. I, I had those tendencies myself back in 2017. But I don't know. It's just something where I was really happy to have that conversation with. And I hope that if you guys are struggling with feeling, you know, not worth it, feeling like, you know, life's not worth living please, please, please reach out to people that you care about. Please, please, please reach out and talk someone for up, whether it's your family, your friend. If you, if you can need to go to therapy, please, please, please do so that you can get a better understanding of what's going on. Understand your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and really hammer home at them and be able to you know, enjoy life as much as possible and really, really, really 
get to that point where, you know, life's going to have you down, but get back up. Or at the very worst, at the very worst, if you're saying, you know, I have no family, I have no friends, and no, I not can talk to therapists and no one's going to listen to me, this is what I want you to do. If you feel that way, go to your on your phone right now. Go to any platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'd say probably most likely Instagram because that's probably where this is going to happen the most likely. Go to the DMs and DM the Core Progression Podcast and say, hey, listen to the Empire interview. I've been feel like I can't really talk to anyone. Do you have time to talk? And we will be there for you. We will listen to you and we will be there to help you out with anything you need if you need us. That's what, that's what the Core Progression Podcast is about. We want to create that community where you feel accepted for who you are. You feel accept, You feel like you're a part of a community that absolutely loves you. You want to feel a part of that family, right? Well, we're going to make sure you feel a part of that family because we want to make sure that if you, you know, you that you want to be here, we want you here. Best way to describe it. When it comes to Empire, though, you're going to want to take a listen to Relentless and you're going to want to follow them on all their social media platforms. So link description of the podcast. Everything is there for Empire under Find Empire Online, along with the Core Progression Podcast as well. So go and follow us online on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure because you want to find all the cool short stuff of the Core Progression Podcast that we're doing. You want to have all those moments where you can find out all the crazy shit that's going on. Boom, that's what it's there for. Plus, Wednesday night live streams, 9 p.m. Central Time on Instagram. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well because you want to watch these interviews with these artists. Ooh, yeah, you can do that right there. Hit that subscribe button. Or if you're listening to Spotify Podcast, I Radio, and Amazon, go and do that now by hitting the follow button because it helps us out a lot. And thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for being part of this community. And you belong here with us. Welcome. And if you're already here, happy to still have you. Remember, thank you to Phoenix Fitness for sponsors podcast. Remember, 20% off. Use the code CPP20FXFit.com. Thank you, Henrik from Empire, once again. Man, this was a fun one. This one was one that I was not expecting to go this type of way, but that's what the podcast is for, to dive deep into this stuff. And on that note, that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching this to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!